just going to start recording because I um, hate when people start recordings and like they're like, hi, how are you? And like it's <laughs> disingenuous because they've been talking for like 15 minutes. I mean, we've been we've been volume testing, but like we haven't actually like said hi to each other or anything yet. So I feel like Before it's you that, though quickly. I, I remember signing up for this a minute ago, but like, what exactly is like the whole, I have like an idea of what the idea is, but like, yeah. what, what is, what are you looking for? <laughs> yeah, that's a great question. So I, 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 that was actually the first thing that I was going to talk about, which is that. Oh, okay. Well then um, we could, I just didn't want to seem unprepared. <laughs> no, 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 totally. Um, so uh, I, uh, I think that my sort of like idea for this is that within within like within my community what what i sort of try to create is like the same vibe as like a like an open game night where like you know every weekend people can like come in and like play like board games so to speak and and it's fun and nice and so my idea with this is that uh it is like we played board games and had a sleepover and everyone fell asleep and we're up at 3 a.m and we have a late night conversation. And that late night conversation just so happens to be about, um, as, as like 3 a.m. conversations often are, just so happens to be about things that are, um, I don't know, like important to you or things that like you're trying to work on, things that you're struggling with, like whatever. Um, it's, it's really sort of, especially because you're the first one to do this with me, it is very much sort of, uh, we, 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 we get to sort of like define it together. Um, so the first like couple of things that I wanted to establish is just because like uh, we've never really had like a one-on-one -on -one voice conversation. I just wanted to make sure, do you have like a, like a name that you would prefer I call you? Like any like permutation of your name or anything? I guess just with Bunny. Bunny. Okay. All right. You got it. Bunny. And also I have a notepad up just so that like, I can like take notes in case I want to like, like bring things together in my mind at the well, end. So if you, if you, hear, if you hear me rapidly typing, it's not because I'm like not paying attention to you. It's because I'm paying so much attention to you that I want to write it down. Um, uh, and then, uh, and then is there, is there anything in particular, uh, you, you'd, you'd mentioned one thing and I can, I can, like remind you of it if if you would like but i just wanted to see like is there anything right now that you that you'd be particularly interested in talking about um i mean i have in perspective being someone in my work like my whole job is to like exude a certain persona and be really confident and have all these things i have like insecurities and like things that have led to that like i I'll, i won't like get super into it but like low-key for the last year i've been talking to someone that's in the military that i've known for like six years we we're like kind of talking about getting married because we had made a joke he had made a joke because he's a medic like i should go marry him because he had gotten divorced like it was really bad but he's like i can get out of the barracks and like you could get spouse pay but like also financial aid um, and it's really funny because I used to sleep with him and his girlfriend before they got married. But, like, I'd always kind of liked him. And he was like, but wait, do we actually like each other? But, like, Homeboy literally asked me for my ring size and what kind of diamonds I liked a month ago. And, like, we he spent a whole bunch of time with me down in December. But, um, 
two weeks ago, like right before town hall, he was like, hey, I got to be like honest with you. I started talking to this girl on base like earlier in the year and like it's official now because I asked her out. So like I can't keep like flirting with you. Like two weeks before that, the man was asking for my ring size. I was like absolutely blindsided. And like that's been really hard for me. Really, I felt like really secure having a partner that I knew, like especially somebody that's immunocompromised, like understood everything that I was going to go through and was going to be able to help me. Like, it was just kind of a kick in the face because I really thought that I was moving to Kentucky at the end of the year to move on base with him. And we were going to get married and all that. Like I'm in a very weird space about like dating and talking to people because like I am so worried about like all the baggage that I bring. And like, I can't present any of that in my job. I have to be like, I am the hottest shit. There's nothing wrong with me. You need to give me everything. <laughs> right. Huh. Cool. Great, great place to start. So, um, I'm, I'm, I'm gathering my thoughts for a second. Okay, so the first thing that I want to ask you about is, like, um, when when this guy who was like, hey, let's get married, and then all of a sudden was like, hey, I asked another girl out. Like, what happened for you internally? Like, 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 what, what was, what, like, what were, what were the feelings? What were, what were the thoughts? Like, what, what all was going on in your body and mind? I've had a lot going on. Like the first thing was like, oh my god, this is overwhelming on top of everything else I'm going through right now. Mm-hmm. After that, it was like, fuck, and then like, because the thing is, he was in a really bad relationship. Like his ex-wife, like they started dating in sophomore year of high school, but the second they got married and they were on a military base, she started being like, you're going to do this or I'm going to divorce you. You're going to give me this or I'm going to divorce you. You're going to let me sleep with this person or I'm going to divorce you she would like literally hit him in his face like she was just abusive wife so i was chill with the fact that he didn't want to like put a label on things and i had never been like insecure about it or thought any of that stuff i thought we were really solid like i didn't push the whole marriage thing like i kept telling him got vaccinated i was supposed to start going up on weekends at him on that's what the plan was and if that all went well seth and i were going to get married before we actually wanted to get married so that i could live on base with him by the end of the year oh it was a major blindside i could have understood if he had talked to me about it like back in january or february and been like hey like i met this person on base and i think it just makes a little bit more sense for for me to be with somebody that like understands my lifestyle because they live in the military and they're close which is like totally understandable and like i love seth i've known seth for like six years he's a good he was a good friend to me somebody that i confided in a lot from the fact that we flirted or whatever that wasn't important i cared about him more as a person than anything so i could have been happy for him but the fact that like two weeks before this he was asking me my ring size and like it talked about all the important stuff like i want to adopt because i don't want my kids to have my health issues i don't think it's fair for me to like want my own biological kids so bad that i like risk them having within their life for so many kids that could use a good parent he was okay with that and I had to be with, okay with the fact that he's an emergency, like, combat medic or, like, on some special team where they could call him in the middle of the night and in eight hours he could be gone for three months. I might not be able to talk to him. And that's something that I was ready to accept. Like, we had gone all the major stuff. Yeah. So it was definitely, like, shock. 
like the first like day and a half it was just like this this like and the other thing is i haven't gone to school for the technician like i want to do like coding and stuff and the military would have paid for all my schooling and that was like a huge weight off of my shoulders and that's what i was assuming we were gonna do i was also like oh all of my plans ripped out from this is thing i have to deal with yeah i mean that's gotta that's gotta hurt like an incredible amount like like have have are, are you still in shock or has 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 it transitioned to something else at this point it's a little bit but a lot of it is now turned into like in oh if I cry, I'm okay. I promise. I'm emotional. Um. <laughs> no, I, 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 on these three a.m. talks, like, like I used to have these three a.m. talks, like in person with, like, like in person friends, and on, for these three a.m. talks, I, um, I, I sort of pride myself. If if I make you cry, I feel like I did a good job. <laughs> so, um, so like, no, no, no shame. I think I think that crying is is literally catharsis. So if you, if, if, if you like, you know, like need to take a second, like grab some tissues, like, please, by all means, there's, there's, there's no, no shame about crying here. So I have emotional, back. obviously everybody does. But some of my stuff is a little much for, I was physically assaulted twice in my life. And like the second time it happened, I was pregnant and lost the baby. So it was like a lot. And for a long time I couldn't like, when I was in high school, I couldn't even sit on the same couch as my I couldn't take being that close to another human. I used to like leave class five minutes early to change before halls because I would have literal panic attacks in the hallway. And like, I still, I've gotten a lot better, but I don't like crowded places. I don't like people stopping in front of me and I don't like people touching me when I don't know what's gonna happen. But like, I'm not going to go out to clubs or like, I don't go out to shows as much as I used to. Like, even like the grocery store, if I have to go with somebody else, and like I have to stop and wait for them, and I don't feel like I can just dodge around people. I get panicky, and like that's its whole own thing to deal. With. And like the fact that like I'm not men at least I've been assaulted by men. I am not physically touchy or like intimate early on because it's hard for me to let that trust go. Yeah. But on top of that, like being a chronically ill person, I and it's like not even like a super common like it that happens to me is super common but somebody having it frequently and for no reason is not so i have tried to explain to emts that are coming to pick me up to take me to the hospital what's going on and they don't understand to try to get a person that may not have a lot of medical knowledge even if they do to like understand what is wrong with me enough to understand how serious it is but not freak the fuck out of them is really hard like I have a hard time making friendships because people will be like, "Nope, too much for me. I don't want to have to worry about that." No, I don't want to demonize those people because everybody has their own right to decide what they can emotionally take in their life. If that's something that's too stressful for you, I get that. Not everybody has to like me. Like, imagine being worried about that and then trying to find a partner. Yeah. Not only was Seth like understanding of all my medical issues, he was a medic, so I felt safe. I felt like no matter what happened. To know how to take care of her. Who would even say shit? Like, because when I, what happens is, uh, think of like when dads pass out and deliver, see needles or blood and pass out. It's your brain's response. It's kind of like a fight or flight thing, but essentially drops your blood pressure really rapidly out of nowhere. And that's why you pass out. And instead of happening because of stressful situations like that, it happens to me all the time. And I have to take medication 
like stop it from happening. Sometimes it can still kick through if like the fight from my brain is hard enough. But like not only having someone that's like okay with it going on, like made jokes about how like he would never want to see me sick. He was like looking forward to the day that like we were watching TV and then I get up to go to the bathroom and 15 minutes later he hears me calling and has to bring me my medicine. And he can lay down on the floor with me and put his legs up like I have to and make fun of me. And like, that's that's all I've ever wanted. Like that's yeah. all I've ever wanted was for someone to not feel like they had to like cradle and baby me what they were doing. And like, as much as I care about him and him as a friend, like it hurts more having that comfort and that security yeah absolutely yeah so like what 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 i'm what i'm hearing and what you're talking about is that you have all of these like barriers to connection like not only can you not connect with people because of abuse that you've suffered but also because of like your physical condition and so then like you had finally you'd finally found somebody who you felt like could really sort of like fulfill all those things and then and then like all of a sudden it just got for 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 like no like no explainable reason there was like no warning like i'm not trying to be like i mean this channel is lewd so anybody that doesn't understand that can get out of here but like the boy was sending me nudes like two days before so like right. literally zero warning like he gave every sign to think that he was still into me we were fine and he couldn't have just been talking to this girl for like two weeks a month and like decided to date her or something it sounded like he'd been talking to her since like february the way that he put it he's like we've been talking for like several weeks like since after i saw you like i kind of met her a little after that which was like end of december so it had to have been like late january or february whatever like the fact that like it got it had gone on for so long and he was already talking to her he must have already been talking to her when he asked me what my ring said but like to be going on like that's like but if you're like talking to somebody else and consider else and then telling somebody else that you want to marry them it's just a lot and like i feel bad for the girl because like does she know her boyfriend was promising to marry another girl before they got together right right and that that's sort of that's sort of one of the first thoughts that came to mind is that um you know like i i always like to sort of um i always like to sort of like have like as as much of a story as I can, like I don't like to like like pass judgment necessarily before I know the whole story. But what I will say is that, um, like if this guy was in an abusive situation, it is very common uh, that people who find themselves in abusive situations find themselves in abusive situations over and over and over again because they start to look for those. Um, they, they, they start to look for that feeling because that feeling feels familiar, even though it doesn't feel safe, the familiarity of it feels safe. And so um, uh, the, the concept that it reminds me of is called McDonaldization, which is that people don't want a good burger, they want the same burger. Um, and, so, and so why I'm saying this is because I think that I, like, I, in my life, have also suffered with, like, people, um, people, you know, like, leaving for inexplicable reasons that I don't understand. And I think that, for me, having understanding can help a lot and can, you know, make me feel better and sort of, like, offer me some closure. Um, and so, like, obviously, I don't, I don't know for sure why. But what I can say is that um, I think that it's a very strong possibility that this, that this, that this... Um, his name is Seth, right? 
Yeah, I, I, I think that, I, I mean, him and his wife only separated in early 2020, and they'd been together, he's like 23 now, since he was a sophomore in high school, like 16, 17. Like, I, I mean, I know you and Birdie have literally been together forever, but like, it's, it's a while, and like, he went into the military with he was like the serious relationship, not as an adult. But like, not only like seeking bad patterns, but just acting irrationally in general. I really right. do believe that he cared about me a lot, and I don't demonize him because he was so good to me for so many years. I don't think totally. that this, like, one thing defines his character necessarily. Yeah. I think he was debating between, do I stay with the person that, like, makes me feel comfortable, that I've known forever, or do I, like... Because we had also discussed something that it was weird that we didn't have, like, that new spark of a relationship ever. It was like, we had known each other for so long and, like, already kind of been into each other, even though, like, it wasn't a thing we could do because he had a girlfriend, but we did have a physical relationship. So it, it was very strange, but I like, I can imagine like a spark with somebody new and he's really into fitness. So like this girl works out every day, like he does, and she's already in the military and she lives on base with him. So I can see where it seems like the more practical option date her. I think he waited so long because he didn't want me out of his life. I didn't yeah. let him get away with that. He told me, Kind of like I, I've been dating. Like I've been talking to this girl. It's official now, so I can't lie to you. You like I hope you will still be in my life as a friend. Like I care about you. I don't want you out of. It was like I understand, like that it was hard for you. It must have been like hard for you to come for me, like come to me, and like I could have been understanding of this. He didn't literally ask me my ring size two weeks ago, and like have me discuss with my mom that like I would be flying home when you were on deployment. And, like, we didn't discuss, like, having kids and all that. Like, you, like, it, there's a difference between, like, holding your options open and, like, laying it on thick with someone. Right. So I was, like, you just, like, blindsided the fuck out of me. And, like, not only that, like, you, in the end of the day, delayed because you were uncomfortable with the idea of the conference. And in doing that, you hurt me more by waiting because you chose to be selfish with your own emotion. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that's 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 incredibly hard. And so and so it it sounds like, um, it sounds like you you do feel like e even though like it came out of nowhere, you do feel like you sort of have an understanding of, like, why he why he made the decision that he did. Even though, yeah, it it's been like feels three awful. weeks now, and I talked to my therapist about it a little bit. She, she trashed on military men kind of hard. And I was like, it's not just because he's a military guy. They do, they do have the complex of let me marry you and move you on base. It's like a thing. So. Sure. Yeah. But, um, like, at first, like, it was like, I mean, it was just like, it, I was too much for him. It was too much of like an effort for him to be with me. Like in, like in general, like I have a history of like, I've only had three times that somebody like actually called me their girlfriend. And, like, one time was when I was 17, about six months. I would have gotten out of that relationship earlier if he hadn't, like, blackmailed the shit out of me. Because, like, I, my mom's cool with, like, me smoking medically now, but she wasn't for a really long time. He was, like, threatening to tell my mom that I smoked and then lie about a whole bunch of other things that I was doing to mess up our relationship. And I finally ended This kid was 23. I finally ended it because he put hands on me. Like, he used to track my phone call me and blow me up and like pull up at my friends houses didn't let me have guy friends and like i was at my friend's house watching e3 showed up screamed in the middle of the neighborhood made a commotion made me get in the car with him 
when we got back to the house, he smacked me in my face and told me I should never disrespect him like that again. That's when I finally called it off. And like my mom knew when I called her crying and told her that Kenny hit me that nothing was gonna come out of his mouth was gonna be true. I'd like blowing me up for days, blowing my mom up for days, came to like all my family on Facebook trying to lie about me. It was a lot. Other two relationships were long distance relationships with women that cheated on me. <laughs> so I've been like my entire life it's been like some like people talk to me, hold me out until they like find a girlfriend or like just like keep me until they're like moving or doing something. So like it was really nice for like the last pretty much year that I've been talking to him like somebody who's ready to make a serious commitment yeah. like not just my girlfriend like i will marry you in with me i want to have children with you. and then it's like oh, psych other girl yeah. yeah it's interesting because i i i very much try to avoid um like putting people in boxes like i don't think that it i don't think that it serves much i think that trying to like see people as people is is typically sort of the best route um and i i do i do wonder if what you said about him being a a military man and how uh like for like for <laughs> for military men like hey like marry me and move on bases is, is sort of just a thing i wonder if like those kind of conversations don't feel as heavy as they do for like you know c civilians for for lack That's of a better word because when he came out in december and we spent a couple days in a hotel together he literally said let's go to a courthouse and get married so you can move back with me in february like straight up he's like if i like fast forward shit i can get you the vaccine before you're supposed to get it like let's get married while i'm down here so like he friends joke they're like you should have done it then so he couldn't have left <laughs> i think you probably actually dodged a bullet you know what i mean like I, you put yeah um, like because because ha had you done that you then you then would i mean the, the, i i don't i don't see this as like i don't see many things as like one-time occurrences i usually see things as patterns and so like if you know something would have come up with this guy and it would have been much much harder had it been sort of you know sealed with relocated my life and then you relocate my life right although it... you would have been in kentucky which would be cool i know i can come in um okay so there's there, there's a there's a couple of different sort of um avenues that i think uh would would be would be cool to talk about um one is there's three the first is um what you said about like within sex work having to be like perfect um because i i, I think that i'm just gonna list these out and you tell me which one sort of resonates with you most the second one is sort of the like long line of abuse that you've suffered with like it sounds like it's just been it's been your entire life there's there's been there's been abuse throughout your life um and the third one is um not being able to connect with people for a multitude of reasons which if any of those sort of like pop out to you i really good ideas and i'm happy to talk about any is one specific best for what you're going for? I 
pl- please don't think of this as like as like like me creating content that I want to sell. Like like this is <laughs> this is this is a, a a way in which I'm trying to like provide value to people in my community and in this in this particular instance the person that I'm trying to provide value to is you and that's my sole focus that's all I care about so um so whatever whatever you feel like would provide you the most value whatever you feel like would be the most helpful for you it it, I mean I you you might be like I don't tech you're not going to you're not going to provide me any value. You're not going to help. Like, it, like that might be a thought in your brain. And if that is the case, please, like, let, let's talk about that. But uh, if 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 there is something in your mind where you're like, oh, like, maybe, like, we could talk about this and, like, delve into it a little bit and it might help, let me know. I mean, I know, so touching on, I'm probably going to touch on everything, jump back between things, but touching on, sure. like, trauma. Like, okay. when I, I got assaulted for the first time, I was 14. I got assaulted for the second time about a year later when I was. Um, and the first time that I got assaulted, I told one person that we, I used to like hang out in a friend group of like emo 30, 30 emo kids that would like walk around together, like through the mall and shit. Like I told one and then her sister hold, heard me talk to her and she had a big ass mouth and told everybody else. Um, and everybody had different. Right. My friends, like, tried to be good friends, I guess, and, like, show up on him and be like, we heard you did some shit, what the fuck happened? And, like, I, 19, 14, I had audibly told other people that I thought he was cute. And he, like, told everybody at once that, like, I consented to everything and I was lying because I was ashamed about it. And everybody heard his story at once and then started talking to each other and being like, oh, I heard this, but I heard this from Amanda, but I heard this about Amanda. But, like, I essentially lost all of my friends and was told that I lied about being um and then uh, the next time it happened I didn't tell anyone because I was like mm, no <laughs> didn't, didn't go, go so, so well so last, last time, time when I did that right so like I only told one person because I had to confide in somebody when I realized I was late and my friend went and bought me a present I didn't know how to do it without my parents finding out and I didn't want to so I did it at her house. I did two of them, so I knew I was pregnant. And like, I have PCOS, so I have really hard periods. Like, a miscarriage is a whole nother. Thing. Like, it really hurts, and it can go on for days or hours. So like, I know what happened to my body. And it moved maybe like a year after that happened, like the year after in like school. So like, the only person that knew about it had left. And I. I didn't think of where I was going with this. I the first time I opened up about it to someone, I told it to one of my friends in grade, so I must have been like seventeen uh, at school. Somebody overheard me, so I got called down to the guidance office, and the social service worker told me she was sorry it happened to me. I shouldn't talk about those things in school because it makes other people very uncomfortable. It's not a topic that's meant to be discussed in. God. Oh, like, I was told by somebody that's supposed to be an emotional support adult, I was doing the wrong thing by talking. Yeah. I was making other people uncomfortable with what was happening. Right. So, like, I never wanted to talk about it to anyone. And I had this 
amazing teacher my senior year who was a um, creative writing teacher. And she had, like, the most beautiful atmosphere for her class. Like, kids talked about, like, abuse, drug abuse that they were going through, like, depression, suicidal thoughts and stuff. And, like, if, as long as it wasn't something that she, like, legally would have had to report it because she was worried about, like, yeah. say whatever you want in her classroom and she doesn't leave that classroom. And I, like, the first day, like, the first big assignment that we had, we had something called, like, a, you know, like, a stream of consciousness. Like, she had us do a stream of consciousness of, like, things that we hate. And, like, I wasn't thinking. So I wrote rapists among the things. And, like, I hard scribbled it out. Like, hard scribbled it out. I was like, nope, this is not the thing. This is not the thing. Um, so she got the paper. She pointed at it. And she was like, whatever this is, that one. <laughs> um, She's good. <laughs> whatever it was. Um, like, well, shit. Uh, and, and I hate you. It was essentially like, I hate you for, like, X, Y, Z reason. Like, you have no idea what, like, lasting effects you have on people. Like, I, like, for so many years, I literally wanted to, like, zip off my skin and take it off because it just felt dirty. I yeah. felt, like, disgusting. I didn't want to touch myself. I didn't want to look at myself because I felt like my skin and my flesh was violated. And it was just, like, a nasty thing. Because the sex and the physical touching that had happened to me was so nasty. It took... So long to get over that and i like i'll never like be able to thank her enough for like telling me it's okay to talk about it because talking about these things has helped me so much and it continues to help i think it's so important for other people to hear about it from people that they wouldn't necessarily expect it to come from because like anybody that knows me in chat like i'm pretty sassy and i'm pretty confident and i have like an ego about me and like part of that is like me and then part of that is like me overcompensating a little bit because like that's just what i've done for a really long um but it like especially like with sex work so we'll get back to that real quick i'm gonna raise my hand i'm gonna raise my hand real quick and just just ask like i just i just want to make sure like in terms of in terms of boundaries like this is this is something that that you know like i'm planning to to post publicly and so i i, I yeah, just want to make sure i'm not having you my actual first i'm sorry what'd you say i said i understand that i'm just not that's the reason i'm having you not use actual first name for sure for sure okay i just want to make sure that that like like your face and like and you publicly talking about like that that you were okay with that i, pr I appreciate it <laughs> okay okay all right please continue please go, go on <clears throat> oh i started as a camp transitioned into dom work online when i like i mean i'd always been a switch in like personal life and i've personally been studying bdsm and shibari since i was 13 years old so like especially when the pandemic hit it just became such an outlet for me along with the fact that i realized I a lot more money than camming did yeah. but like even when you're a cam girl and i think especially sometimes like that like anyone in the sex industry like your clients don't want to hear about you having bad days your clients 99.9% .9 of the time don't want to hear about your damage and like don't understand why you're so upset when you push certain boundaries because they have no idea what's happened to you and like it also presents this idea of like toxicity that like nothing is ever wrong with these people and they're always okay and it's like a fantasy and like that I'm always happy and I always want to like show out for everyone and all that kind of stuff because that's not what it is and like that breaks the fantasy I feel like being more realistic and remembering that these people 
simpler people, like helps break down the stigma around like what you should aspire to be and what is attractive is like, it's not attractive to be broken. It's not attractive to have problems, which is why your customers don't want to hear about it. So like, I've like a handful of times posted about my health because some people have been really great, like and are very understanding about like what it's like physically something like medical bills that like you're going to need the money. But like nobody wants to hear that you had a bad day. Nobody wants to hear that like somebody pissed you off and was like pushing your limits or like wasted a whole bunch of your They just want the illusion, whatever it is from you. If it's a girlfriend experience, they want a happy girlfriend that's doting on them and like never fucking cares about any of the dumb shit they say. If it's a dominatrix, they want like a stern woman or like a bossy woman that's going to brat to them and like only be on top of like serving them out. But like it is very rare that I find clients actually want to conversate with me as a human and not just as my person. Right, right. Because essentially, essentially what, what, what you're selling in sex work is like, is fantasy, right? Exactly. And like, people forget that. And I think, like, the idea of like, amateur porn a lot with like, all kinds of body types and different people. Cause, like, a lot of the girls that I work with that have the fire call, higher all counts are like BBW women and I fucking live for that because for so long all you saw in porn were women fucking big with like a tan and blonde and da, 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 da. Right. So, I mean that helps but like you still I get that like the whole idea is a fantasy literally what you're saying but like I, I don't expect someone to always like want to be like superhuman with me but people treat you differently because they forget that you're human yeah, and, that's and I, the thing that becomes a problem. Yeah, totally. And I, I uh, apologize if, if, if my communication came across that way. It was not, I, I, I was not um, suggesting that that is how it should be. Um, I, I think, I think that there is a, there is a disconnect between, um, between sex and people right now because i don't know i i don't know exactly why i think a lot of it has to do with because of how repressed we are but um that that people uh like you know like demonize sex workers and 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 demonize um uh and and you know like don't 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 treat don't treat sex workers as human and then they go and like jack off to porn and but think that it's important to like charge for sex or like anything like that like it's it's it, it it's really it's really a big like hypocrisy and so, um, some of my favorite, like, sex workers that, like, I follow on Twitter and things, now granted, I, I don't know, I, I don't, I, I've, 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 like, no inkling into the, like, complexities of this industry, so please, like, I'm, I'm, I'm here to learn, but, like, some of, some of my favorite sex workers that I follow, uh, on, like, Twitter and stuff, they... I will often see them talk about not necessarily like that they had a bad day, but they'll talk about the value that they place in people who see their see, see their imperfections as strengths and not weaknesses. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. How how I do you feel about I that? I didn't mean to sound like I was taking what you said any like I, okay okay good i just yeah, wanted to yeah, you, you you know me i'm, I'm, is, I'm like with my especially like being a dominant like i am like a generally dominant person, and like i'm always one just don't really hold my tongue and like 
lever's sake. Like, I will generally point shit out. I was always the kid to, like, answer questions. I enjoyed talent shows and shit. So, like, I'm not, like, a recluse. But, um, (laughs) obviously, like, even to, like, like, the dom persona that I have is a headspace. It's a fantasy, and it's me knowing what my clients are looking for and leading Because, like, especially, like, in FinDom, like, they want you to say, I want to take all of your money and make you, like, do horrible things to get money and eat it off the streets. Like, I want you that broke. I want to ruin your life. I would never actually want to do that to someone. Like, right. I, like, I cut subs off because I thought they were spending too much on what their monetaries are like. And I don't want them to be. You know, I would never be comfortable knowing I made a sub have an issue paying rent but like i gotta pretend like i want to take every fucking cent you own and like pop your testicles that they're like fucking gone like i I gotta act like that but is that who i am all the time no right right and so like the, the 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 question then is like how do we how do we bridge the gap between like between you 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 being able to provide that fantasy and then at the same time um Ha- not not feel completely like objectified and not cared about and um and that that you Another one thing for like most sex work i've come into is like being understanding that we have lives and other things going on like when you right. message us and then five minutes later you're blowing us up because we didn't back yet like that's not cool like i'm i'm a human i have a life i'm doing things or like if you order a custom and, like, I'm, like, a day late on it because, like, it, it happened. Like, my mom got hit by a car and I was supposed to have a custom done. And I was, like, I'm literally taking my mom out of the hospital. Like, I can't do this for you today. And the dude was super understanding. And you know what? I extended his custom by a minute because I appreciated him being understanding that I'm a human and things happen to me. And, like, you shouldn't expect anything extra for being a good person. But it really goes a long way with a lot of girls. Like, you have no idea, like, how pushy people can be. And people assume that we're, like, content-creating machines. And, like, this is all we do with our day. And we're, like, sitting around in lingerie waiting for you to hit us up. But, like, that's not what it is, homie. <laughs> like, when you give us, like, the common decency of understanding, like, with our people, like, sometimes we don't meet deadlines. Sometimes we have things going on. Sometimes we don't respond right away. Like, it so far and i think that's like the first step in bridging gap and probably the biggest yeah yeah uh so the the biggest sort of like common thread throughout all of this for me and you tell me if if it resonates for you too is that um you just you can never you like you can never you like you never feel heard you never like every time every time you talk every time you do something you end up you end up becoming uh either an object or like a like something to ridicule or something that is shut down um and i guess what i what i would what i what i would like to try to do in some way is to um it, it's so interesting because you you are you are such like a like a um like a powerful woman like you 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 do so like you 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 hold yourself so well um but but I think that I think that 
there is that like you were saying some of some of that is sort of like overcompensation um and i guess the like the the piece that i i'm curious about is like in terms of all of those things um uh like 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 during during the long line of abuse and like just constantly being uh forked over for <laughs> everything you know like anytime you talked about it um and you did mention you did mention that that your your creative writing teacher uh, was sort of an outlet there and and sort of helped you process that stuff. And then you did also mention that you have a therapist now. Is that is that still is that is that going is that going well in terms of like like um, allowing you to like feel heard and like process those things? I've actually been in therapy since I was twelve. Okay. Um, it it has been a long ride. Um, yeah. like, do, depression and bipolarism runs really heavy in my family. My dad's bipolar, and there was, like, a time that my dad left my house, like, on and off for two years, because his mood swings were so bad that he couldn't be around my sister. And, like, at that time, I, I was always, like, a really, like, I don't mean to my own horn, but I've always been a smart kid, I've always been somebody that, like, got along better with adults than kids my age. Like, I was a teacher's pet because none of the other kids wanted to hang out with me human this adult is so cool um and like i felt like my dad was the only one that understood like why my mood all over the place and why i felt so isolated and then all of a sudden at like 10 years old he was and like i was so young that i didn't have a concept of what i was doing but i had seen on tv that if you took a bunch of pills you didn't wake up and i knew that i was sad enough that i didn't want to keep doing what was happening I took, like, an ass load of ibuprofen, and I ended up throwing up, and I was fine, but, like, I made a suicide attempt for the first time at night. So, I started therapy really young. I started medication really young. And in dealing with, like, my own personal, like, physically chemical imbalance that, like, messes its own shit up, like, stuff has obviously come down the road. I, I've never really been someone that had a lot of physical friends. Like, I've always found more comfort in, like, the online weirdos that I make friends with. Weird. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, like, I got picked on in school. Like, I, it, it was bad sometimes. I got physically pushed into trash cans. I had people threaten to kill me. Like, it, I just never connected with kids, and I feel like that's part of what leads to, like, my connection issue apart from, like, everything I'm going through, but because I was rejected for so long, yeah. I, like, assume that people aren't going to want to connect with me and, like, comprehensively cut off before I get hurt because I don't want to have to go through that, even though I haven't even given a a chance sometimes. Right. But, um, I don't know. It's, it's a lot of, like, I'm, all, I'm also somebody that, like, Especially with my mom, like, we had issues when I was younger. Like, there was a time where she was like, people with unnatural colored hair have mental problems and only want attention from people fucking outside. Oh, and no. like, look at my hair and tell me that my mom still has that sentiment. Right. <laughs> my, my mom is my mom. She made me so hard with my therapist, understand what I was going through and be the mom that I needed, like, get better. They employed her to help other parents. Like, she doesn't have a degree or nothing. They were just like, you, talk to these parents. She's got help. We need more parents like you. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's awesome. There was a time where, like, my mom 
from a really abusive household too. So like, I mean, when I was work, she didn't know any better. That's what she did. And she like, I, it sticks with me to this day. And I know my mom's a completely different person, but this one time she said, there are two things that really stuck with me. Maybe you shouldn't eat that. You're getting a little chubby. And people don't like when your clothes don't fit well. And then she told me in high school, maybe if you woke up a little bit earlier and put makeup on and looked like you actually cared about yourself, people might want to be your friend. And, like, she never meant those in hurtful ways. But, like, to hear that from, like, your own mom on top of everybody else being, like, your shit, your shit, your shit. And, like, I'm in South Florida, so, like, the look is very, like, thin, blonde, tan, and, like, the, the school that I went to is, like, in the middle of, like, rich Jap town. Like, Jap as in, like, Jewish American princess. <laughs> so, like, I was not rich, and I was not the aesthetic. I wore, like, band t-shirts that were way too big for me, and skinny jeans, and what always had my hair up in a bun and never wore makeup. Like, nobody ever looked at me, and if they did, it was to insult me. Like, I remember being yoga in freshman year. I was less, I weighed less than I weigh now. I was only like one pounds, 140 pounds, and I'm 5'5", five five, so that's not crazy. And some like skinny little girls from like the next row of lockers over were like, oh my god, can you believe that Bunny has to jump into her? That's so sad. She's just so fucking fat. She can't come up. I'm like, I, like, it, it's just yeah <laughs> yeah yeah just oh, sort of like, getting like wow. attacked attacked by all sides everywhere a lot of people actually find it really funny to do what i do because they're like if you have such confidence issues with yourself where does this come it's a weird duality because like it's taken me a really long time but at the end of the day like i know that i'm an attractive person like in my head like i understand that and like especially from like the money that i make i understand that i'm marketable it's not like i'm bad looking <laughs> um <laughs> but like when you're conditioned your whole life to think differently it's really hard to give yourself that same value and like yeah. i want people to know that like even people that seem like they always are like completely control of themselves and have a presence and are super confident that doesn't mean that's what's actually going on right yeah and so i mean i think i think that it's it's like super super common that that girls with like crazy confidence issues and crazy abuse backgrounds like um you know like wind up doing sex work and things like that um i guess i guess one thing that i'm curious about is where have you found, um, you know, like, 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 like I, I mentioned that, like, you're just sort of getting, like, hit from all sides in terms of, like, knocking your confidence down. Where have you found places that, that lift you up and, and sort of, um, you know, like, ma like, make you feel good about yourself? Do you oh, have those? um way before I ever sent pictures to anybody that I was flirting with ever. Like, before I was being a deviant little child. Um, I actually, all the time, I didn't show them to anybody. But I, even if it took hours, I would sit there and, like, try to find at, like, at least three photos that I was like, I like my body in this. And I just kept doing it. And I constantly had references of myself that I found attractive. It was easier to remind myself. Because I didn't 
in my head, the only reference I had was, like, me looking at myself and, like, looking at myself plainly and being like, this is the thing that everybody has said is ugly for you. And then when I'm actually, like, I don't know, it was, like, almost freeing to, like, sit in my own sexuality and, like, take time to, like, find the things that I did like about myself and that were attractive. Like, it starts with little things. Like, I like my butt a lot. Nobody can talk shit to me about my butt. Like, I, like, I have my own confidence issues, but it's literally nothing you can say to me about my butt. You're not gonna yeah. tell me it's not nice. You're not. So, so, so someone tries to insult like, your butt, and you're just like, mm-hmm, I see you looking like. <laughs> like I can tell that you're lying. But, um, <laughs> I started with that, and then I was like, okay, I like the way my hips are shaped compared to my waist. Okay, I like the way my back slopes. Okay, I like the way I look when I walk. Like it's just finding like little things, or I like the way my hair falls down my back. Like you. It was constant, like, reassurance to myself and, like, forcing myself not only to, like, look at myself, but to look at myself until I found myself a trap. Wow. And then when I went into BDSM community, I was 18, um, like, I first started going to parties and stuff, and I tell, like, I, essentially the parties that I go to are, like, kinky raves. Like, everybody's dancing and there's music and stuff going on, but, like, they do have back rooms, like, people, and they have, like tables in the middle of the dance floor where like people are getting like flogged or like whipped or tied up and stuff right. but it's like a lot of people just hanging out and drinking in like outfits and like keeping with each other um and when i tell you like every single body type every single color every single age every single style you could think of is there like yeah. there's a large crowd of old people that go to these parks and, like, everybody's body is so celebrated. Everybody is told, nobody, you will never be told that you're not attractive at one of these parties. Like, somebody will find you, somebody will come up to you and tell you how good you look. Like, it, like it's just, it was such a freeing place. That everybody's like, here's my body, and I'm here with it, and I like it, and you tell me that you don't like it. And, like, such a freeing thing for me. Because I remember I went, I went to a convention called Exotica which was, it's like an adult convention where they have like a bunch of adult performers and then they have like sex toy brands that are like selling stuff, but they also have a dungeon. And um, went to the dungeon and like, I saw all these girls walking around in lingerie for the event. And I was like, oh, that's fun. But, like I went in like a crop top and a day on, Saturday, on Friday. And then when I went back on Sunday, I went in a lingerie bodysuit and like thigh highs. So I was like, this is acceptable here. So I was like, I'm just gonna like feel my fantasy a little bit, and then it led to doing that at parties. And like, I also love like parties almost always have a theme. Like picking little outfits to like dress up to themes really motivated me because I had fun putting like outfits together and stuff. But, like when you're just in such an accepting place, that like like I said, it doesn't matter how old you are, it doesn't matter what skin color you have, it doesn't matter what body type you have. Like there's just no prejudices. Like you feel active and comfortable. And it's really funny how I said before that I don't like find spaces and I don't like being around a lot of people there are two places that I feel comfortable with people all up on my back and it doesn't freak me out one is my video game bar that I've been going to for two and a half years and I know both the owner and all the bartenders really well so I feel really safe there yeah. the other one is fetish parties though I don't know a large majority of the people there I feel incredibly safe knowing that not only do people like praise other people but they respect their boundaries because community is so important on consent and on like limits and all that kind of stuff like i'm never concerned that somebody's going to touch me appropriately that's it's going to make me but if it happened that nothing would be done right right yeah and i think i think that this is this is a really cool um 
topic to touch on just in terms of like i don't know generally is that like obviously bdsm gets like a really bad rap for a lot of people like so many people think that bdsm is like some sort of like i don't know like demonic like thing and uh like hearing about your experience of it is such um sort of like experiential uh evidence of like how therapeutic it can be and like how empowered how empowering it can be and i think that that's so cool especially because like you have the duality like like you're, you're expressing both like you you have the like struggles that definitely comes with like sex work and things like that and then also the like very freeing uh like like rewarding parts of it and i think that's amazing the other thing that i want to say that i think is amazing is that um like man you are such a you are such a um what's the word i'm looking for the fact that despite all of this, you were able to, like, use your own mind to empower yourself through photographs. You were able to, like, sort of, I don't know, like, like remove yourself from yourself for a second through that's, photos. That's exactly what it is. Like, I wasn't able to do it until I stopped associating with me. You have such a negative opinion of yourself. It's hard to see anything but negatives. But when you take yourself back and start trying to out and being like this feature is attractive this feature is attractive i like the way this thing looks instead of being yeah. like i'm attractive and take those pieces and then put it together to move to yeah and then and and then what about what about mentally like like f- like phys- physical uh physical confidence like it seems like you 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 had a, a really i'm still i'm still sort of blown away by by how amazing that is that you did that for yourself that's so cool and then what about um, what about mentally? Like like, uh, is that something that you struggled with, or is that something that you also feel like? I mean, it's something that I struggle with all the time. Because like I said, like when I was talking about like my emotional, I I worry about making friends, let alone partners, just because of my emotional baggage, let alone physical like health baggage. So like I pull myself back a lot because of those things, and I am sometimes like a scared like. I, I am a social butterfly, but not by choice. Like, my mouth just opens itself and talks to people. But in my head, I'm like, oh, my God, they're going to hate me. Panic, 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 panic. But, like, cool. outside, I'm like, hey, I love your dress. Like, did you go to my, like, high school? Like, da 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 And I'm like. <laughs> but yeah. at the same time, like, I'll be honest, it took a lot of push to realize what I was not okay with and what I deserved. Because I, I knew how horrible things made me feel, and when I stopped telling myself that I deserved those things, or that I was only ever going to be miserable, I started putting an end to things that were making me unhappy. I didn't let people shove me into trash cans anymore. I didn't let people say nasty things and not say anything. I didn't in holes and wonder what people were thinking about of caring what the people that cared about me thought about me like that's another huge thing like i've found a lot of confidence in finding people that are really valuable to me and then being valuable to them like i don't necessarily base my value on how valuable i can be to somebody else but when you find a valuable person and they also find you valuable there has to be something good about you that is like worth you being like having that kind of friendship being in that kind of person's life and you can't to yourself and tell you that you're not a good person that you don't deserve friends when something like that is so in your face 
totally. So, uh, for the first time, I heard you bring up uh, what you wrote on your on your Google Doc that 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 you submitted to me, which uh, I was I was really curious to talk about because I think that um, I think that in terms of connecting with people, and I'm speaking from personal experience because I also have this. I think that intrusive thoughts, which is what you wrote on your your Google Doc. Uh, is a huge, huge hindrance, a huge wall um, that that just like constantly like 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 my, one of my most uh, sort of prolific intrusive thoughts is like all your friends secretly hate you, and so like I'll I'll be I'll be talking with someone I'll be like hanging out with someone and like one little one little thing will just be a little bit off like I'll be like did you have fun and they'll be like sure like they and respond like, a little differently and you're like. <laughs> what's going on you hate me why do you hate me so so i want i want to i i wanted to to dig into that a little bit because i think that um i i i confess that i did a little i i, I was i was really nervous about today and so i did a little research in term in into intrusive thoughts and like and and have some have some thoughts on it that i think might be interesting but i i'd like to i'd like to hear from you um, like, like what sort of goes on in, in your brain when, when the, like, first of all, what those intrusive thoughts are. And second of all, like, like what happens when they come up? Oh, my intrusive thoughts, are two different things. There's like ones that come when I try to block myself from happiness. <laughs> uh, ones that just like random. I, unfortunately, have been a lot of misfortunes in the last year have things all the time where my brain is like your parents are going to die soon you are on the phone for three years talking lost their parents that were in their 50s or younger than that your parents are going to die they're everything to you they're going to die and you're not spending enough time with them you're not doing this why are you letting your dad go out and drive in the rain what if he gets in a car accident it's like i don't need to be doing all that my parents are relatively healthy people and like nobody in their family really died early for no reason like because my mom got hit by a car and got hurt because my parents got in a car accident last year because my dad got in a fight at his job and somebody broke his nose like stuff like that like puts me on edge and then i escalate or like sometimes i'll like i haven't gone to college yet i worked for three years for like lawyers and i was making a really good salary and i was trying to save up from school and then like my car shit on me so i had to buy a new car I was out for a year on medical leave because I literally couldn't get out of the bed in the morning. My heart pressure, like my blood pressure was so low that if I tried to stand up, I was going to pass out. So after that, then COVID happened. So it was like, I'm not going to school as an immune person. That's a terrible idea. Right. So I definitely get on myself sometimes feeling like I'm a lot farther behind other people my age. Like I know people that are like 19 and 20, like have their own apartments. I'm like, I still live at home because I have a heart condition that if I passed out and someone didn't find me, I'd die. Because, um, like, if I... It happened to me, like, I fell into my laundry basket and kind of did a flip. I was, like, laying up in my laundry basket like this, passed out. And my pressure got so low that I almost fell into a coma. And that's something that is, like, an actual risk. Like, if I passed out and slumped against a wall, if they had found me maybe 20 minutes later, I could be, like like out and we don't know if I'm waking up like it's just not safe for me to live alone and like right. it definitely like gets in my head a lot between like being 
physically like having so many health issues at a young age, but also feeling like I'm so hindered because of those things. Like it sometimes it's just like out of nowhere. Oh, you're not doing enough. Oh, you're a failure. Oh, look at all these other things that other people are doing. And it's it's it is a really hard thing to get out of. My therapist that I'm working with now, and I appreciate her specifically. Like I've worked with a lot of different therapists. When, when you have chronic illness, it's really hard to understand no matter how much you explain it to somebody else unless you physically have chronic illness. Like, there's no oh, way for somebody to understand like how tired my body is and how taxing like just getting out of bed can be on certain days. I have my heart condition, but I also have fibromyalgia, which I, if anybody's not familiar with, it's essentially what they give you when they can't give you a real diagnosis, but it's chronic body pain everywhere for no reason. And, like, it got to the point where in high school, like, my knees would swell up so bad from the pain that they would lock. And I physically could not get up. So, it, it's, like, I definitely get in my head about that a lot. And, like, I get upset with myself. And I'm like, can my body just, like, work? Can just, like, not, not functioning, like, 22-year-old? Like, this is too yeah. young for you? But it, my therapist taught me this thing that I really like. Um, it's, so we have... Everybody gets a different box. You essentially have to box. And this box lock on or some like locking mechanism on and it's the thing it's where you put things that you don't want to deal with at the moment. Things that you either don't want to talk about or things you can back to. Like for me, my box is an old timey safe because like I love them like with the big like cranks on them and everything. I'm like mm-hmm. I feel like that's secure as well. Like yeah. when I'm upset, like I like when I'm upset thinking about my health, I picture myself in a hospital bed and then I shove that in the box and I lock the box. Mm-hmm. After you lock the box, you have to go to whatever you think is your happy place. A bunch of different things. And for me, it's my grandma's house that I grew up in. Mm-hmm. So I walk through and I can see, and you start with like five things you can see. I can see the mint carpet that she had in the living room. I can see the tiles in the kitchen. I can see the stairs down to the basement, that kind of stuff. Yeah. It's kind of like a census thing, so it's like things you can see, hear, touch, feel, smell. Totally. And it really, like, when you take the time to physically be like, I'm taking this thing and I'm separating myself from it and I'm not going to deal with it for a minute, and then putting yourself in a calming situation, I like, yeah. when you, like, sometimes just thinking about a place you like isn't enough, but, like, when you are forced to do, like, the census things, you really put your head in it. It's almost like you're there. Like, I really can feel like I'm walking through my grandma's house when I yeah. I think it's a really good thing. Like, everybody has like different techniques. I know it's something that I have intrusive thoughts and stuff. It's put it in the box, deal with it later. Because a lot of times when they happen, they just keep getting worse because you're already in such a bad headspace. You're just telling yourself worse things. Like, if I sit there and start on like one thing that I'm not happy with about myself and the progress I'm not making, I'm just going to keep telling myself how I'm not happy with the progress I'm making. Mm. But when I come back to it later and I'm not upset, I can realize I was just going through it. I was upset instead of tunneling myself. Hmm. And so what happens to the things in the box? Oh, they either never exist. They disappear in a black hole and they never come back. Or you take it out of the box. Like, it's not a cure-all. Like, when everything happened with Seth, I shoved his dumb face in the box. I did. And I was at, like, a nine when I was talking to him. But I was at maybe, like, a three once I put him in the box. I was still hurting and I still wanted to cry, but I felt like I could... I wasn't so, like, completely overwhelmed by what just happened. Sometimes that's all you need. You just make yourself out of it a little bit so you don't fucking spiral. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 
like it, i mean it it, it 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 sounds like it sounds like a good a good coping mechanism something something that like when like you just cannot handle it it's something to sort of like take a rest and be able to to be able to and and i i guess um what what's interesting to me is that from the from from my own experience and from like the 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 research that i've done i've found that the intrusive thoughts tend to come from um things that things that are suppressed so um a, a lot of the time what will happen with abusive situations is that uh whenever we experience that trauma we sort of get frozen a part of us sort of gets frozen in that time like whatever whatever age you were or whatever and and the the um the part of you gets that gets frozen gets frozen with all of the sort of like fears and insecurities and coping mechanisms that 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 went along with that time and so for instance like like what you what you've been saying about like how like every time i go out i'm like oh like they're just gonna there's no point in connecting because they're just gonna they're just gonna leave me afterward like that is a a, a perfect example of a, a, like a, a little you in inside that's that's sort of like frozen and is and like when when those situations happen they get activated and send like a like a little pop-up message to your brain and are like hey Absolutely. don't do this like that little there. kid that got kicked on that got picked on all through elementary school. she's going hey remember those kids that picked on you don't talk to that cool person at the bar they're probably not gonna like you either exactly exactly and so um one of the things that that my therapist works with me a lot on is um starting to have like very active conversations with those little yous um and it sounds really weird uh it sounds sort of hippy dippy really like i'm very happy to hear how this how your therapist talk that's yeah yeah so like the the way that she usually describes it to like most people is that there's sort of like a there's sort of like a council table okay like in like in star wars or something okay and and you have all of your little yous sitting around this council table and then you have the current you sitting at that council table as well and a lot of times what happens in these situations is that um the little yous are running the show because because they 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 are angry and scared and don't feel heard and are just are just running rampant um and what uh what i have learned from my therapist and from various other sources is that um now that you are an adult obviously you know like there's still there's always still growth to do but now that you are an adult um you can sort of be the person that those little yous needed for yourself you know what i mean and so like um like 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 a, a interesting example is for the um you know for the the girl who talked about going through sexual abuse and then just got you know like completely 
railed on and completely like told everyone and everyone or like completely shut down like like all all, all those different little yous like sitting like sit, sort of doing a mental exercise of like sitting down with them and saying like hey uh i i totally understand what you went through and like i'm i'm so sorry that you went through that and like showing that like compassion to yourself in that like little you uh, and obviously it can help when other people do this too, but um, show, showing that compassion to yourself for for your little you, what starts to happen over time, and again, like this is this is something that I've personally experienced. What starts to happen over time is that the little you start to trust you more. And so when those like when they send up those pop-up messages and like they start to like run around the conference table or like, ah, no! this is terrible we've had this situation before um what what happens is as as the adult you can say hey like it's okay i've got this we're, like like I, I i i i know what's going on we're safe it's okay everything's okay everything's safe and at first what's going to happen is little user going to say screw you you don't know what you're talking about i trust the people in the past and it didn't freaking work out okay it never freaking worked out but the more that you are able to sort of show up for your little use and like show them that that you do know what you're doing because you do because you're a heckin badass who has spiky heels uh the more that you can do that and the more that they see that the more that they will be like oh okay bunny all right i all right, I'll I'll try sitting down at the table. And every time that you prove to them that you can come through in that way, they're gonna get they're gonna get less and less. Um, they're gonna get more and more trustful, and they're gonna get less and less rambunctious. How do you feel about that? I mean, I think that's a great sentiment. A good thing. I think I've done it in ways without realizing that's what I was doing. Totally. Because there, like one of those little me long time that doesn't really bother me anymore is a little me that like hated my skin and like just wanted to not have it because of being assaulted like it would be like you don't belong like i there were days where like i literally like went psychotic and scratched myself raw because i was so mentally unwell that i felt like i needed my security hurting me and like there are times, like, even in COVID, like, it pisses me off. Like, I have people, like, run their hands across my back. Or, like, I was leaving the hair salon the other day. I'm, like, I got my hair washed. And this lady who didn't know me grabbed me by my wrist to stop me as I was leaving the salon. They asked me about, like, the physical therapy tape I had on my back. But, like, in my head, me, panic was like, <laughs> panic, panic. But it, like... I had a really hard time for a really long time for everything that happened, obviously. And, like, I kind of told myself that any actual, like, interactions that I had were never going to be pleasurable, and it was always going to be, always going to make me think of those things, and, like, I was always going to have contacts. And, like, with physical stuff, like, obviously, I told you I'm still claustrophobic, so I have that issue sometimes, but, like, and I've known Seth for six years, and when he came and saw me in December, like, there was a little girl in my head that was like, do you, don't let him touch you, what the fuck are you doing? But I was able to talk to her and be like, hey, Seth, for six years, been with him physically before, you know he's not going to hurt, you know that you're not going to feel disgusting. Yeah. yeah. 
And like, I still have to fight with her sometimes. That's a little me that I comped. Totally, totally, yeah, and I'm not, I'm not at all surprised that you've already done it because, like I said, the, the the sort of like mental gymnastics that you went through of like of sort of like boosting yourself up physically uh, is so impressive to me that that it, it doesn't surprise me that you sort of um, uh, naturally sort of do these things and 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 have an understanding of these things. Uh, and by the way, I just want to say I have not been through any sort of like physical or sexual abuse, thank goodness. And if somebody grabbed my wrist as I was walking out to try to stop me, that would bother me too. I'm like, like, excuse me, excuse me, why? And like, not like if you if you like you know tapped me on the shoulder or something like okay, like I can get it, but grabbing my wrist, grabbed my wrist to stop me. Mm mm. No. No. Please, Ugh. Makes me a Ugh, I don't like it. Um, so yeah, so uh, I I I don't I don't know if um, as you I, I I don't know I don't know if sort of like have it for for me at least sometimes having sort of like uh, a concrete thing a, a concrete sort of uh, like view of something that I was sort of doing naturally can sometimes make the process like. A little bit um a little bit easier and a little bit like i can i can practice it more actively and that can sometimes be really really powerful for me i don't know if that if that's true for you but i i i, I hope i hope that it that it that it you, offers you something what was that like give me an example of this in your so the example that i'm referring to right now is like um is like the fact that you've been doing this naturally and now like having this sort of like visualization available to you might might be helpful in some way um and it might not but but my 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 hope is that my hope is that even though you've sort of been doing this naturally that now i think i i think from from talking to you for this hour and 13 minutes so far um I've I've come to understand that you are really really good at a lot of um at a lot of the physical stuff. You're really good at like working through a lot of the physical stuff and the mental stuff is a little bit harder. And I think that what's interesting is that the exercises that you've done for the physical stuff, like like working through dealing with like the the feelings that come up when you experience, you know, like like somebody too close or crowded places can also be applied directly over to the mental stuff. And, and I, and I, I just, I would, I would, I know how capable you are and I know how strong you are just from, you know, n knowing you for a little bit before this and then, and then also from talking to you. And so I just, I just have complete confidence and, and excitement about the idea of, you 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 not having to deal with uh or not 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 having to deal with i think it's always there but you being able to connect with people in the you you feeling like you can connect with people out in the world in a w w without without having to suffer through all of the you know like like being being cut off um because i know how incredibly isolating that is and i go through it too um not 
to the same extent i don't think um but but definitely definitely also like i'm i'm a hardcore hermit and i don't like going outside when you live in your experience if that's like the hardest thing you've been through then that's gonna feel super painful like been through those things and i don't like it, it when you any kind of like level of bullying or like disassociation it doesn't matter how long it was for it leaves a resounding effect yeah like when another human comes negatively or somebody else goes out of their way to put you down like it will always sit with you yeah but, like it doesn't matter that it happened to me there's like i know a girl this started getting bullied in high school because she did not come into puberty very well and she hadn't previously before that she still has body image issues worse than i ever did so it it's it's just such a simple i mean there's like you have to be like reasonable like want to kill yourself because you broke a nail but like you can't tell someone they shouldn't be so upset that they're considering suicide because they broke up with a partner they might not see it as such an important thing in their life but that could be something that like their partner could have been holding them together it could have been the one thing that like made them feel comfortable so i don't know how much that hurt obviously you don't want them to continue down that path but they have like every right to feel that upset just because you don't consider breakup to be like a hard enough thing doesn't mean that them being that hurt by it is any less bad yeah yeah and i i i completely agree with that i think that um a really interesting and really harmful thing that that people have started doing is sort of like uh the 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 way that the way that dr k put it was like gatekeeping suffering um which is like like people are like you're not allowed to suffer because you, you you haven't been through the hard stuff like you haven't or like the one-uppers that are like but i had like this like your mom might have hit you when you but like my mom still hits me or like you might have been like raped once but like my dad abused for three years right. like that it doesn't matter like you should be empathetic to somebody else that has experienced similar pain than you instead of trying to like invalidate the pain that they went through. yeah yeah i think that's beautifully said um and so yeah like i just i think i think that um wow incredibly juicy i i had the thought that this could happen and didn't uh, that an alert could go off and did not at all expect it to ever actually happen and it totally did, and I don't understand why, because I'm looking at Streamlabs right now, and I don't see any alert. Did somebody become a patron? What is going on? I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I have no idea. I have no idea what just happened. Anyway, I'm gonna I'm gonna mute my alerts now so that that doesn't ever happen again. Get her stuffy. Yes, yeah, she did. Did you get her Discord video? me i'm downloading <laughs> okay good 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 yeah yeah, yeah. no like let's let, like quick 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 intermission uh i i think i'm actually gonna run and go to the bathroom real quick and then i'll be right back and you watch that video because sh she showed it to me it's super heckin cute Chill. be right back did you like the video so it's only giving me the audio it's not giving me the video portion of it oh no oh no maybe maybe i'll have to like send it to you some other way or something maybe i'll like upload it to the google Drive, i tried but... opening it on my phone on discord and i tried opening it on my computer and like on my computer it said like this file is not compatible or some dumb shit That's and then weird. when i click it 
on Discord, like pulls up the video and then it does that. That's so weird. Yeah, maybe I'll have to send it to you some other way. Maybe I'll I'll like upload it to the I don't know. Maybe I'll upload it somewhere and then send you like a private link or something. I don't know. Anyway, um that's weird. Uh okay, so uh I was I I I I like I like going to the I like going to the bathroom and like showering and stuff cuz it always sort of gives me a chance to think. Um and I was thinking while I was peeing about how I, I, I think that, that one thing I, I definitely want to, um, I don't know, like try to try to provide some value on is what you first brought up, which is about about Seth just like disappearing. Um, and there's two things I want to say about it. The first thing is that uh, I think that mourning is an incredibly important experience. And so I think that like, like just giving yourself the time to um, like when, when you're ready to like take Seth out of the box and just, you know, experience that sit with that for a little while um, is, is super important and, and, and something that should happen. And then the second thing about it is like, my directing teacher said something that was really, really impactful to me right before I left college because I was really scared, you know, that like I might be making the wrong decision or whatever. And he said, I have firmly come to believe that we wind up where we're supposed to be in life. And so, uh, and, and, and he, he, he taught, he talked about it in sort of the same way that I've been talking about a lot of this stuff, which is that it, it wasn't like a, it wasn't some like you know, religious faith of his that he thought that people ended up where they're supposed to be. It was an experiential thing for him that things would like go wrong in his life. And then, and then he, it would, it, it would end up, it would end up that, that he ended up somewhere that he didn't expect, but that was really good for him. And so I guess, I guess my, what, wh why I bring it up is because I think that once you go through the the mourning process and 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 you know like deal with all the pain that it causes, which heckin' sucks, um, I think that you'll you'll wind up in a in a really in a really beautiful place, and and that like this door closing will like o open another that is that is really beautiful, and I think that th I don't know I think that that sounds a little. Um, contrived or like trite or like uh, like i have been telling myself like over and over again that it's good that i didn't marry seth when he was i could be in my fucking bags right now moving back to florida after moving all of my shit to kentucky and right how much money and yeah. that like in general he could have big thing for me was i got hit really hard with who is gonna want you with all of your it's continuously telling myself that, like, there are people in my life that see my value, and it might be in a romantic sense, but, like, I know that I'm a good friend and I'm a good partner. That I try really hard for the people that I care about, and that should be enough. For yeah. Someday. Yeah, absolutely. I think, I think that, uh, I, I mean, I think that you summed it up really beautifully, that, like, and and again like the, the this this seems like you sort of naturally talking talking with your your younger selves which i think is so cool that you you do these things so naturally 
um, that uh, the way that you show up for people, like even even in terms of the like the way that you the way that you that I've seen that you honor your commitments um, and and uh, like show up for your friends is really heckin admirable and and like you know how how much how much you care is really heckin admirable and something that is is hard to find in a lot of people and so um yeah i think i think that that the um you know like who like who's gonna who's gonna want you with all this stuff is definitely like a like a seed that was a bad seed that was planted in you that that you are that you are uh in the process of sort of casting out get it out of there (laughs) yeah exactly exactly it's a weed it's a weed and you're 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 picking it and getting rid of it um and i think i think that that's that that's great work to do and i think that the 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 one the one thing that that i that i would be um careful of is is that that safe getting too full like like whenever, whenever oh, you yeah, no, obviously. Like I would say, like ninety percent of things that go into the safe come out of the safe and are talked about when I'm less upset. Like cool. Seth has come out of the safe multiple times. I've talked to my therapist. Like cool. I don't even like. I've even like separated. The- Seth is no longer in the safe. I'm not really upset with him. What's in the safe is like me dealing with being and like me thinking that I'm not enough and no one of me. So like I'm essentially shoving sad little me that's telling me lies into the box. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's really it's really interesting for me to think about like a a, lo- a young little you and like you like you picking her up and being like, all right, get in the safe, spin it closed, lock it down. Pick her up by her dress with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> cool. I don't believe I just into the safe nothing goes nicely i'm punting it i'm throwing it is getting yeah yeah that's (laughs) really really interesting image to me um and and like do you experience anything in terms of like when you bring things back out of the safe are they ever like mad at you for putting them in the safe something that i've personally experienced yet but it's not something i would put myself above i like i I, regretted that i like had thoughts like i'm like why did you even have to put this in the safe in the place like why did Mm. you deal with it like it's not like i shove like insecure me in the safe and then insecure me comes out and be is like what the fuck do you think you were doing right yeah interesting interesting um so one of the things that uh that I think is super um, underutilized in like Western sort of like philosophy, and is really utilized a lot in Eastern philosophies, is is the is the idea of acceptance. I think that like in in Western philosophy, there's a lot of like black and white. There's a lot of like good and bad, right and wrong, and that sort of thing. And I think that uh, in a lot of Eastern philosophies they much more like embrace the idea that you have to you have to accept you have to accept yourself wholly in order to um in order to like uh, overcome the things that you're trying to overcome so let me get a little bit more specific um when thoughts rise up and 
you have like you have the thought of like oh like I shouldn't I shouldn't even be like having that thought I think it can be really really powerful to like tell yourself like no like it's okay that I'm having that thought um like uh a really good example is like let's say somebody beats themselves up all the time and they're trying to stop beating themselves up a lot of the time what will happen is the way that they'll try to do that is by beating, by themselves, beating themselves up, up for beating themselves up <laughs> right and so it just continues the cycle it doesn't actually fix anything and so um and so i think that I think that the more that that you can when when those thoughts rise up that you want to put in the safe the the more that the more that you can say like no like it's 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 okay that I'm having this thought and just sort of like um the 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 way that I've I've explained it to a friend of mine is that I think that we view a lot of our problems as like demons right we view them as like these like black monsters and the more that we can um view them as parts of ourselves to have conversations with the 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 more uh amenable they'll be like the more likely they'll be to like want to work with us um and just because Um, go ahead finish what you're gonna say no 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 you know you go ahead mine 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 is a mine is like a like a tangent and like a nerd story. So I want to your what you have to say is much more important. Please go ahead. Uh, now I like lost my. What were you talking about? I'm the worst. <laughs> I was talking about uh, uh, the more that you can like have those thoughts come up and 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 not okay. treat them like monsters and etc. So as someone that is very often like an emotional support for other people, like I find myself like being a therapist of people and stuff. I've like realized how important just straight validation is and that people like don't realize how much that can feel like I know per like like 80% of the time when I like go to my mom or my sister about something that I'm upset about I started off with I know you want to help me but I'm not looking for solutions right now Please just agree with me that it's okay that I'm upset totally and like that's all I need because I can complain 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 just hearing somebody else say it's okay that you feel that way or you're not crazy can do so much for someone. But like right. one of like the like quotes that has like essentially become part of like my pick me up speech is everything that you're feeling right now is validated. Right. That you shouldn't like it, the emotions that you are having are valid. Yeah. It's like when you tell somebody like when because I find that people a lot of times like because you care about the person you don't want them to be upset you just try to like problem solve and like. You know, personally, it can be overwhelming because sometimes it feels like the person is telling you all the things that you should have been doing to not have this problem right. or like where you went wrong. In that moment, you're not ready to handle what you should have done differently. Somebody to like be there for you in the fact that you're upset. Just yeah. having somebody say, yes, it makes sense that you're upset. You should be allowed to feel these feelings. Yeah. Yeah. And so is that, is that thought coming up in, in relation to like, like you, you thinking like, oh, like I can, um, I can do that for myself too. Or is that thought coming up in terms of like our dynamic right now? It's definitely something that I have to work on for myself more, obviously, but like, it's something that like, I guess with more major things in my life, I, I, I like, I, 
nobody's perfect. Everybody has moments they fuck up. There's nothing wrong with me for feeling this way. It's completely valid. But, like, I have moments, especially with my health. That's probably the thing that upsets me the most. I'm just, like, when I can't get out of bed, or, like, there was a time where, like, it was maybe, like, a month and a half ago, my sister and my mom were, like, an hour away having brunch. I got dizzy in the kitchen. I laid on the cold tile floor in the kitchen two and a half hours. I literally could not sit up enough to get my medication. So, like, my body was hurting after that, and I was just really fucking sore, and, like, when my mom peeled me off the ground, for a moment, I was like, this is so fucking dumb, why can't I just be, like, normal, like, this really fucking sucks, and then I got mad at myself, and I'm like, why are you beating yourself up over this, you have, like, no <laughs> control over your body, like, stop bitching, and then I was like, no, I'm allowed to bitch, this is something to be upset about! Totally. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think that's a a, per, a perfect example of what I'm talking about. I think that that, was, that that's really beautiful done, Re- really beautifully done. Um, the 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 story the story that I wanted to tell you is um, sort of like a it's like a Buddhist um, what's the word I'm looking for like a Buddhist uh, allegory sort of. Um, so there's uh, there's there's Mr. Fox and Mr. Turtle. And uh, Mr. Fox sees Mr. Turtle and says, ooh, lunch. And Mr. Turtle says, oh no, I'm not strong enough to, I'm not strong enough to fight Mr. Fox. I'm not fast enough to run away from Mr. Fox. So instead he goes, he goes into his shell and, and, um, and just sort of exists there with Mr. Fox. And Mr. Fox walks around for, you know, waiting for him to come out and eventually when Mr. Fox feels like he's not going to get any food, he walks away. And that's the end of it. Mr. Turtle comes out of his shell and is fine. And so the, the sort of idea of this story is not to sort of like, you know, shell from your problems, but that <clears throat> the, more that the more that we change our relationship with our problems, the more that we sort of like uh, uh, don't, don't try to run from them, don't try to fight them, uh, the, the more that they just sort of, go away by themselves uh and i i really i really think that that that, i don't know i nerd out about that story every time um i saw it um there's a netflix documentary series called uh explained and this one is like a subset of that series called the mind explained and there's one on mindfulness and they have this really cool like animation during it of like i don't know this sort of like traditional um like japanese art that's really pretty uh, and, uh, and it sort of, it sort of walks you through that story. But anyway, I just think it's a, it's a cool, it's a cool sort of representation of, of that, that idea that we're talking about. And lo- like I said, like, it sounds like, um, it sounds like you already have a sense of it and, and, and do it, do it well and often. And we all, you know, we all fall into pitfalls. Because therapy would have paid off somehow. <laughs> Totally. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And I'm so, I'm so, I'm so happy to hear that they have, because I feel like I, I just hear so many horror stories of people like going into therapy and winding up with like bad therapists and getting like terrible advice. Yeah, and so, so I've had like a hand bad therapy, but like I, I also had a bunch of. Yeah. I and, definitely know people that have had really shitty therapists that did nothing for them. Yeah. Or worse, did damage to them. Like, didn't just do nothing for them, but actually did damage. And so, like, 
as like like myself i'm a huge advocate of therapy i think that even if like even if you feel like you're in like really good shape and everything i still think you should go to therapy just to sort of like get your like hinges oiled regularly you know there's always something like you can't talk to the people that you care about with and you need that outlet to get everything right i think it's so valuable and so and so hearing again like there's 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 always sort of um two parts going on in the in i mean i'm speaking generally even though this is the first time i've ever done this but there's always sort of two parts in my mind going on when i'm having these conversations and like one of them is and like the most important one really is like helping the person that i'm talking with and then the second one is like uh help i don't know helping the world in some way and so there have been so many instances throughout this conversation where you've you've really beautifully illustrated like I don't know, some sort of like stigma and, and, and did a beautiful job of like showing how it's not true or, um, or like showing the value in something that a lot of people, uh, demonize or whatever. And I just, I, I, I'm, I'm grateful for that. And I think that's really cool. So that being said, uh, I, 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 I feel pretty good, like, in terms of, like, what we've covered. Is there anything else that you would like to talk about? Anything else that you feel like didn't didn't get touched on? Something that you'd like to talk about more? You didn't feel like we, like, worked through all the way? Has this been helpful for you? <laughs> Absolutely. It, it, like, it, it's nice to just talk to someone about it, totally. you know? And, like, it feel, it like I said, validation does, like, so much realize or just, like, Confirming that, like, another person that I consider, like, a functioning person of society, like, does shit with their life, can, like, agree that they go through similar things. It's like, okay, I'm not, not fucking losing it. Totally. And adults that seem like they're adulting have shit going on. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, um... It's wild to me how prevalent it is where people are horribly worried that like that they're going crazy or that like that what they're experiencing is is strange and unusual and that no one else is experiencing it and i think that that is one of the things that is so powerful about um about this is that is that people people not 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 only not only can you and I have that experience like in the room together right now, but also people who watch this can also have that experience. It's like like when I was younger, I was super ashamed that I masturbated because I thought that I was the only one who did that. And then I found out that everyone does that. And I was like, oh. <laughs> so yeah, so cool, cool. I'm glad. Um crap. There's something that I thought of while I was talking that I thought I should I should talk to you more about and then I forgot it. Maybe it'll come back to me. Maybe not. Maybe talking about how like people that like experiences that we're talking about don't necessarily just relate like me. Yeah, well, you were ta- you were talking about that you don't feel crazy and yeah. uh that's they good. should be really long for people, and it's nice to like feel like somebody that you are functioning and like agree with you. Like if you're like, oh, this person is like doing shit with their life, so like if they have problems and they're doing shit, I can That's have it. problems and do Thank shit. You. you did it. <laughs> um, I I I just wanted I just wanted to say 
and again, I don't know, this might, this might feel sort of like anecdotal or something, but I just wanted to say that uh, th there is definitely a, like, like, you know, America is capitalist, right? The world is capitalist at this point. And so like everything feels like a race and everything feels like, uh, like, you know, I, I should be doing this. I need, I need to get here. I, I need to, I need to push forward more. Um, and there's, there's a couple of things that I wanted to talk about with that. The first thing is that uh, rates of growth in humans are not at all, uh, like, linear. And what I mean by well, that, what I mean by, it seems like you're... not like you keep going up. There's, like, downs and then... Not even that. Up. Not even that. But just, like, the, like, the, um, like, for instance, with me, my brother had a job way before I did and moved out way before I did and was touring the country on, on national tours, uh, you know, like, like doing musicals and stuff before I had even moved out of the house. And now, um, I like, like last time, last time he visited, uh, it was very sort of, um, it felt really good for me because Basically, the entire visit was him being like, God, you have your life so together. And like, and he was like, I so don't. Um, and so, so, uh, so the, that's the first thing. And, and again, like why, I, I mean, I, you're smart. I think you know why I'm saying that. But why, why I'm saying that is that like, even if, even if you feel like you're behind whatever that means now, uh, it does, it really means nothing because it's very possible that all of those people who feel you feel like they have it together now um won't have it together later and you and and you will be in a place that that you feel very together not to bash anyone else but just that just that you, that uh you you never you never know where you're gonna end up Even if somebody else isn't necessarily in a worse place like it was something that i talked to my therapist about because like i one of the things i get myself is that i like belong to get to school I told myself I was only going to work for a year, and and then I had a really bad concussion. I've had, because of me passing out all the time, I've had a lot of concussions over time. Like, the worst one was freshman year. I had a panic attack in a bathroom. I passed out with my head in between the toilet and the wall. They were, like, this close to each other. I had a seizure, so my head went like this. And it literally took me nine months to learn to walk, talk, read, like, again, like, I couldn't, like, I couldn't walk without falling over myself. I couldn't write my own name straight. Like, it was, like, whole thing. Man. So. Yeah. Yeah. And so that, that actually leads perfectly. Just, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Or you going to say it leads perfectly. I can't remember where I was going with that. But um, I guess, like, I what I was trying to say is, like, sometimes, like, shit happens and, my therapist was telling me like she makes decent money now like she has a private practice and stuff but she didn't get her master's masters till she was 32 and it's because she also is somebody that has a chronic health condition literally she has lupus really bad so she was literally a kid in a bubble until she ate. like straight up a kid in a bubble like crazy in the movies plastic wrap everything yeah she had to live like that just because she had health issues it set her back and she had to be in the hospital for a while like she spent like two years off college like going to an ass load of different doctors before she finally figured out that she had lupus 
even though she didn't get her degree until she was 32, she's 50 now. She never has to worry about bills. She really enjoys the life that she has. She's on par with everybody else that she grew up with. It's just her life had things that were going to go on. We're going to take time for her to get to where she needed to go. Yeah. 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 And and so that um, uh, leads perfectly into, into what I was going to say, is which is that um, where you are, considering what you've dealt with is actually incredible. And I know that I know that I would always get pissed at my parents because like I would show them like something that I wrote and they'd be like, "Wow, this is really good." And then and then I'd be like, "Yeah, but is it publishable?" And they'd be like, "Tech, you're 10." And I'd be like, "Why are you saying it's good if it's not publishable? I want the truth." And, but, and so, and that's still something that I struggle with, but what I will say to someone outside of myself, because I don't, I don't hold others to the same standard that I do, is that, is that, uh, is that the, the, the fact that like, we didn't, I've, I've never had to deal with like relearning to walk or relearning to read. That's insane. Like, that's unbelievable. That's such an unbelievable struggle, struggle. And you're still kicking ass and wearing spiky heels. So like, uh, like I I I just think that that one like obviously like we talked about like not treating them as monsters, but then two like anytime those thoughts arise, be like, bitch, do you, <laughs> do you know what I've done? Do you know who I am? Like, <laughs> so yeah, so I just I I I think that uh, I think that 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 you're a lot you're a lot more powerful than than you than you think sometimes, and I know you know. I think that that is true of me too, and in my darkest moments, I think that I'm a little husk of a human being. But, uh, but just ju- you know, va- validation helps, if, as as you've said. So just know that you kick ass. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I try. Yeah. All right. How do you feel? You does this I feel, feel good? good? I do. Okay. Good. All right. <laughs> I have. I have a. I have a phobia that I will have one of these sessions and I'll just, like, unpack something that, like... You'll just, like, destroy someone, like, rip open a Band-Aid that, like, should have not, not been touched. I'm not... I'm not <laughs> equipped for it at all. And, like, like I'll be like, I don't know. I don't... I, uh. <laughs> so, so, yeah. So, good. Good. I'm glad. Well, so thank like, you. They grew up in, like, a horrific, like, cult with, like, all of these things. And they have all... And you're like, I don't know how to help you when they sacrifice you were four years old. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, so thank you so much for doing this with me. Um, it was, it was, it was really, it was really nice for me. And, uh, I, I hope, I hope like, 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 I mean, you said that, you know, it, 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 it made you, it made you feel sort of validated, which is good. And I hope that it uh, hopefully got like provided you some nice tools or something. I don't know. Or if the validation, that's great too. So anyway, um, yeah, thank you. Appreciate you oh. asking me and you being comfortable enough with me. To. Of course, of course, yeah. All right, I'm gonna stop recording. Are you ready? <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs>